All right, all right. Welcome back to the Fan in the Van podcast. Uh, I was trying to do a video, but stupid iPhone storage thing, no matter how much I clear out, was screwing up. So this is why I've been sticking to more of the podcast side of it. Um, So let's just jump right into it. Pittsburgh, Baltimore, team gets moved. (sighs) Yep, you heard it. Gets moved. Uh, because Dobbins got COVID and Ingram got COVID. And listen, I don't want to see anybody catch COVID in the NFL, whether it's a team that I hate or it's a player I dislike. You, From a personal standpoint, you don't want to see it. But again, the 49ers had to play in the same predicament as the Ravens would have to play this Sunday. Well, that, that they were supposed to play tomorrow night, right? So why are we moving this game? You want to know the brutal honesty in it? Because somebody within the Ravens organization went to the NFL and said, you know, listen, we had five guys test positive. You know, we got to move this game. 49ers, from what I recall, had like six or seven guys on the COVID list, and that game didn't get moved. Um, And listen, the NFL takes player safety seriously to a degree, I believe. Um, But not all the way. And you're just, and, and you're probably asking yourself, well, why? Well, 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 what do you mean? How? Okay. Weeks one through eight, no player had to wear a mask on the sideline, but only the coaching staff, right? And the coaches were getting fined when they took the mask off, and you know, whatever. You know, the, the you know, like one hundred fifty thousand dollars, multiple offenders got hit with like a two hundred fifty thousand. Like the Raiders, for an example, Gruden got fined like almost two hundred grand. The team got fined five hundred thousand. Now they lose a draft pick, right? Tennessee violates it, and it was a $300,000 fine. Now we have the Ravens in the same predicament as the Titans. So now we're reliving this drama all over again. And what's the fine going to be? What's the punishment here? What's it going to be? Because if this was the Steelers, I'm sorry, you haters can hate what I'm about to say. But if this was the Steelers, you'd all be crucifying them. And Joe Hayden said it on Twitter. He said, if this was us, you'd be blasting us all over the media. And Juju pretty much called it out the same way it is. Why is this game, game got to be moved when the Niners had to play in the same predicament? We already, lost, we already lost our bye week, and we had to take a bye week five weeks early. So if you're a, fan, if you're a Ravens fan that doesn't understand why Pittsburgh Steelers players are pissed off, you're, you're a fucking asshole. You just are. And I'm sorry, but I'm just blunting what I say. And if you don't like it, 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 listen, it's what I feel. And you can feel something different. And I, 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 and I welcome you to come at me about it. Um, but you know what? Let's just call for what it is. Baltimore's scared. They, they really think that if they have Ingram, they're going to win. You didn't have Ingram the first time and you had Dobbins and you still couldn't win. And you say, oh, well, it's because Minka had to pass interference in the end zone. It should have been called helmet to helmet when it wasn't helmet to helmet to begin with. So if you're going to bring that up again, you're an idiot. Okay. Now, the other issue I'm going to take with all this, ready, is that remember when Ben and Vince and Jalen Samuels and Vance McDonald were on the list, right? We still would have had to play Dallas if Ben was still on the list. If Vince Williams was still on the COVID list come Sunday, we were still playing that game. So why is it that some games are getting moved and others aren't? 
That that's something I got a question with within the NFL's player safety protocol here. If if you didn't move the Niner Packer game, why are we moving this one? And all years are gonna say, oh, because you don't want to see a Steeler game get moved. This is the second time now it's happened. This is the second time now it has happened. Somebody needs to explain why. Why? Why? It shouldn't, it doesn't have to be moved because now you affect everything. Because now because now you move the game. Not only do you take away the prime time game. Okay, so now NBC gets screwed out of millions from ad revenue that they were going to have throughout that whole game for Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Charlie's Crazy Tuesday sale, uh, Crazy Eddie's Wednesday sale, or whatever sale that they're going to promote right throughout this whole game. Okay, so now you lose that. Now NBC gets the game though, but they get it at one fifteen. So you mean to tell me now we have to watch Packers Bears at 8.15? And I get the history and the rivalry in that, but what about the history and the rivalry with the Steelers and the Ravens? And the Steeler-Raven game has way more implication than, the, than, than, than Green Bay and Chicago. Tell me I'm wrong, because I'm not. Because you have a team in Baltimore that's coming and playing for, for playoff contention to stay alive, and you have Pittsburgh trying to stay undefeated. And yet, Ben came out and he said, it's not about perfect records, it's about chasing Lombardis. And yet, I'm all for that, but if you can go undefeated in the same, in, in the same breath, then by all means, let's go for it. Um, but again, you, you, can't, you can't move certain games and not move others. So if you move the Tennessee Steeler game, then you had to move Green Bay it's Green Bay San Francisco, but you didn't do that. But now it's Baltimore Steelers, so oh, you know what, let's fuck the Steelers again. So let's move that to Sunday and lose what would have been technically a true bye week because you played Thursday. So you don't have to play Sunday and you don't have to play till the following Sunday. So you get all those extra days off. Okay? Just like any other team that plays on Thursday. All right? Um. Again, I, it's fear. Baltimore's afraid that if they lose, they're out of the playoff hunt, and they would be. And that's what that's just really what it is. This is almost as bad as the ending to the Packer Colt game in the fourth quarter, where every single holding call, which mind you, again, the league the league told the officials not to call them any holding calls. And why all of a sudden in that game at that moment in time? In that game. Now it's all like 23 flags are thrown for holding. And before you know it, it's like third and 49. I just don't get it. Somebody needs to like somebody needs to give us an answer to, to why to why this game just had to be moved. I'm truly not understanding why. Um you know. And then, not only that, but then Juju gets criticized for what he's saying. Hayden comes out, and everybody's criticizing him for what he's saying. And it's not—it's not Steeler fans doing it. It's—it's it's all you, it's all you Ravens fans that were whining as soon as you heard Ingram and Dobbins. Oh, we want a bye week. Just give us the bye week. What if Lamar gets it? Right? Well, guess what? You didn't hear Steeler fans clamoring for a bye week when Ben had it. Okay. And again. If Ben wasn't cleared that week to play, we were going into that game against Dallas with Rudolph starting. Okay? So, we would have had to play that game, but we're going to move this game. Come on. Really, Roger Goodell, get your head out of your own ass. Just do it, please. Um, 
and there needs to be a fine for this because how is it that Dobbins and Ingram got it and then all of a sudden now this guy got it and this guy got it and this guy test positive and this guy test positive and it's only like three other guys plus four staff members that, that, that have it. So you have a total of nine before it don't play on the field. Okay? The Niners had like six or seven guys on the COVID list and still had to play Green Bay. That's what I'm saying, that there's hypocrisy within this, and you can say, oh, it's just you being a conspiracy theorist. No, the hatred is just that real. It's that real with everything with Pittsburgh, and it's been for so many years, especially this year, because again, again, and, and yeah, it's repetitive, but I'm going to repeat it till it gets through to your thick skulls. Ready? You're all mad because Ben has proven every analyst wrong. You're mad because Juju is a number one wide receiver because Juju does more than just catch a ball and gain yards. That's been, that was the polar opposites between him and Antonio Brown. See, You all looked at Antonio Brown as a number one wide receiver because he would have 100-plus catches in a year and 2,000 yards receiving, okay? But he was about Antonio Brown. Juju is about the team. See, Juju being on the field is a legitimate threat because now they're covering him different. And he even came out and said that. He said, listen, they're covering me different now my fourth year in the league, you know, especially middle of the field that they, they, they you know that you, you know they're using the safety as a decoy to come to him so that leaves Deontay open it leaves Claypool in one-on-one coverage it leaves Ebron in one-on-one coverage it leaves James Washington on one-on-one coverage that's what a number one wide receiver does and you know what's funny is that Deontay has a big game Juju isn't over there throwing a fit and kicking a Gatorade jug no he's over there he's over there pumping his guys up that's what a number one wide receiver does and it's funny because again for all you that said it was all Ben's fault that Antonio left and Le'Veon left, that's another thing you guys hate that you haters love to not discuss now is that Ben proved to you he wasn't the problem. Ha ha, how's it feel? And then now that you Buccaneers fans or so-called Buccaneers fans, ready? You all sit there and now you're saying it's Antonio Brown's fault you guys are losing. No. Because I read another article today before I left work um, that there's tension between Arians and Brady. Listen, Brady's 43 years old. And listen, I don't I don't defend Brady in any way, shape, or form. But on this one, I think I'm going to have to do it a little bit. Arians is a guy who likes to bomb the ball all over the place. You saw it in Arizona, and it didn't really work there. And you're seeing it in Tampa, and it's not working there. You, as the head coach... Whether it's Brady or whether it was Winston that stayed or if you got another quarterback, you have to play to your quarterback's strengths, okay? I'm not saying Brady doesn't have an arm to gun it down the field and bomb it when need be, okay? I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is play to Tom Brady's strengths. Tom Brady wasn't successful for for 20-plus years just out of pure luck. Think about that. As much as I don't like to, as much as I don't like the guy on the field, you you can't take away what he's able to do. You know, and again, for those who want to anoint him the greatest of all time, he's not. He's one of the best of all time, but he's not the greatest of all time. I'm sorry. He's just not. You can think he is, and that's your opinion. And again, you're entitled to that opinion, but to me, it's not. I'm not saying that Ben's the greatest of all time, but Ben will be in that discussion. I'm not saying Brady won't ever be in that discussion, 
but he's not right now, especially with the way he acts after a game when he loses. You don't even go and acknowledge the, the winning quarterback. I'm sorry, even again, even Rodgers did it against the Colts. He went and talked to Philip Rivers after the game. So that that's not a goat to me. I'm sorry, and that's what makes Rodgers and Brady polar opposites from each other. You know, some anoint that, that Rodgers is the greatest of all time. I'm sorry, but the greatest of all time again, and I know I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. It's Joe Montana, at least in the generation of which I grew up in. It it just is, um, you know. Again, for guys who say that you know that you know the, you know for all these analysts that said that Lamar's the king of the AFC North, you know that all them that anointed him, you know from from Stephen A. Smith to this guy to this guy to this guy, has it feel that he's not? Because again, you have to have the career that Roethlisberger's had, and even if you did, it'll always be Roethlisberger's AFC North. There should have been more Super Bowls, and I'll give you that. And this is where I'll agree with people. There should have been more Super Bowls, but hey, you know what? Again, shit happens. Okay? We didn't win the games we were supposed to win. Okay? I'll admit that. I'm not going to say, oh, we lost this game because of this, or we lost the game because of that. One game I will tell you we lost because of horrible officiating. Again, I think it's been like 1,074 days now since Jesse James caught the fucking ball. My God. He still caught it. Every time I see that highlight, every time I scream at the TV, he caught it. Every time. Thinking like that, it's going to change anything. And we know it's not. But listen, he caught the ball. Just like Dez caught the ball against Green Bay. It literally, They literally had to make a rule in place to determine what a catch is in football. That's how you know the officiating is pure garbage. Okay? <coughs> now... You know, listen, is the officiating ever going to be perfect in any sport? No, it's never going to be, but it needs to be corrected somehow. And how it gets corrected, I really don't know. But, you know, again, my idea ow, is, um, you know, you're going to have to have four more officials in a booth watching the game on TVs. And and calling down to the field. Like, listen, hey, you know what? That was a real bad pass interference call you missed. You got to call that there. Even if it's a late flag. They throw late flags all the time. And then you see, and like, and, and like, and this is another prime example of where refer, referees' horrible penalty calling led to an outcome change in a game. And that is the Packer-Colt game. I'm sorry. It, it just did. Uh, they even kind of, Troy Aikman and Joe Buck, without saying it, said it in the broadcast. And you damn well know that they don't ha- they don't get held accountable for it. These officials don't sit there on a Tuesday in Roger Goodell's office and get fined for those calls. They get graded at the end of the year for, for it. But I bet you they just go, oh yeah, that was a bad call. But you know what? I don't worry about it. You can call it then. It's not a big deal now. So, whatever on that note, right? Um... You know, but but again, with this whole COVID thing with the Ravens, right? You can't sit there and say that if this was Pittsburgh, you wouldn't be blasting this team right now. You wouldn't be blasting them. Because you know you would be. So don't even sit there as you listen to this and say that you wouldn't. Because you would. Okay? Because you would. 
And I guarantee you when I'm done with this and I go on Twitter, I'm going to see all the keyboard warriors saying shit to Joe Hayden and saying shit to Ebron and saying shit to Juju. But you know what's funny? And again, you wouldn't have the balls to say it to their faces because you wouldn't. And I'm sorry. And moving the game. And listen, and I get you want to be safe with this whole situation. And listen, I get it. I get it. I get it. But again, if you had a team play in that situation and had to, and you made them compromise themselves even more in doing so, then why can't Baltimore? What makes Baltimore better than San Francisco? P- please explain to me that. What makes Baltimore special that they can have a game moved, but San Francisco couldn't? Ah, question that'll boggle the minds for years to come. Um. Yeah. You know, and you could all sit there and say, oh, well, because, you know, Jim, you're a Steeler fan and you didn't want to see the game moved and you don't care about this play about the player safety on the Ravens. Listen, I'll say it again. I don't want to on a personal level. I don't want to see anybody catch this covid disease, the virus or whatever you want to call it. I don't want to see anybody get it. OK, we all we're, we're all dealing with it, you know, and. But again, it affects everybody differently. I know somebody who just got over two, three weeks ago. They said all they was make them sleep more. But again, it affects everybody different. And to sit there and say that you're going to have Ingram clear by by Sunday, you don't know that. So now let's go. Let, let, so now let's say, and I don't know if I hit on this already, and if and if I did, then I'm just going to repeat it again. What if now, let's say Ingram gets cleared, Dobbins gets cleared, but the other three don't, and now three more guys test positive before the game. What then? Oh, now we got to go to an 18-week schedule because now you got to move that game all the way to week 18. So now you got to make another week in the, in the season. And then you have to take away the bye weeks because they're not going to push anything else back. So now you got to have a bye. So now all the number one seeds will lose the bye week because now they got to play straight through 18 weeks and then play straight through in the playoffs as well. Why should other teams be punished for other people not following the protocols correctly? And it all really starts with the Tennessee fiasco and the Raider nonsense. Okay. And again, Ben Ben got cleared rather quickly and so did Vince Williams and so did Samuels. Okay. And again, nobody knows how Ingram contracted it. Nobody knows how Dobbins contracted it or these other three guys or the four coaching staff members. But I'm telling you, John Harbaugh and the Raven organization had a hand in this game getting moved. You can tell me it's a conspiracy, a conspiracy theory all you want. I'm sorry. I just believe they had a hand in it. They just truly did. Um, you know, and again, I guarantee you, though, that if Mike Tomlin called the NFL and said, listen, you know, these guys aren't going to get cleared. I think we need to move this game. Goodell would be like, nope, we're playing it. We're playing it. Sorry. So you could see where the hatred for the Steelers is as real as it gets. Um, but you know what? You got to take the Mike Tomlin line here. You, 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 I, I got, I'm going to use it. We don't care because we'll play this game Sunday and it's going to be the same outcome it would have been tomorrow. It's going to be a victory. I'm sorry. I'm not taking the game lightly, but I go into every Steeler game expecting a win. I don't expect it to be the prettiest or the most perfect game, okay? But I expect a win every time my team's out there because that's what this team is built for now is to win. This team, I think, has played with more heart than it has in the past five, six years. And you can you could attribute that to getting rid of Brown and Bell and all the and all the cancers that were in the locker room. 
This is the most fun Steeler team to watch. And yet, it's still the most stressful team to watch. Don't get me wrong. Um, we could literally have every superstar on this team and, and, and be like LeBron of the NBA and, and, and make super teams here. And have Ben throwing, you know, 65-yard bombs to friggin' uh, Mike Evans all game. We don't have that. But listen, this team's built to win now. And this team's playing with more heart than I've ever seen it play. And that attributes to the coach of the year. Yeah, sorry. For those who think it's Flores, I'm anointing Mike Tomlin head coach of the year. Just like I'm already giving the Defensive Player of the Year award to TJ Watt. Just like I'm giving the MVP. I'm sorry. Even though Ben doesn't have to win it, Ben's been the MVP so far this year. For all you that want to look at, you know, Mahomes stats and Wilson stats and this, that, and the third, you can do that all you want. But none of them have played the way Ben has played. None of them have. I'm sorry, and you could tell me I'm, and you could tell me I'm, I'm lucid in the mind, but I'm sorry. When I watch this team every Sunday, and I tell everybody this, and people tell me I'm getting overconfident and cocky about it, but when I watch this team from week one on, I've and, and I'm getting goosebumps as I say it, and I get it all the time. There's something special with this team. There's just something special with this team. If you're a true diehard Steeler fan, you you literally bleed. Steeler colors. You literally you literally exert the most energy on Sunday watching a Steeler game. You literally that's that's all you it, 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 I, I'm just running out of words because it's it, you know, it's just something that you it, it's just a different feeling being a Steeler fan and seeing it from others and just the way this team's playing and you see you just see it every Sunday. They go out there and they give it their all out there. And yet nobody still gives them their just due. That's what pisses me off with all you haters. That's what pisses me off with with people like Stephen A. Smith until he finally came around in his rankings and put the Steelers where they belong. And that's number one. And that Drew Asnes guy, whatever his name is on the NFL Network, you know, he wants to ride Mahomes' dick. Go ahead. Be a, be a Mahomes dick rider all you want. And listen, you could you could say, oh, 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 he hates Mahomes. Now, listen, I don't hate Patrick Mahomes one bit. He, he I'm telling you, I said it in a draft that he was overlooked. Because, again, if you watched him at Texas Tech, you knew what he was capable of doing. He's only, this is only the beginning of what you're seeing from Patrick Mahomes. This is only the beginning of what you're seeing. If Patrick Mahomes was in the AFC North, okay, and if Patrick Mahomes was on the was on the Ravens, okay, and doing what he's doing for Kansas City, but doing it in Baltimore, as much as I hate the Ravens, I would have to give Mahomes his just due. Still, see if anyone could have t- see if anyone could take the AFC North throne from Ben Roethlisberger. It's Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes plays the way Ben did in his younger years. Believe it or not. But he does. Because Mahomes plays with that grit. He plays with that, that gunslinger mentality. We've all seen it. Like Ben will throw it anywhere. So will Mahomes. They both have the same football IQ. You could tell me I'm wrong till you blew in the face. And I don't care. That's the only person I could I would tell you that could take Roethlisberger's throne is Patrick Mahomes. He's the only one who can do it. 
But he's not in the AFC North. So guess what? It's Ben's for from here to eternity. I don't care who who you think can take it. Nobody's ever taking it. Nobody. Unless you reincarnate Terry Bradshaw somehow, that would be the only one who could ever take the throne. Sorry. Sorry, haters, but it's true. Um, You know, other games we got, and I didn't get a chance to do the spread yet, so I'm going to do that when I'm done with this, and that'll be the Thanksgiving Day um, podcast. I'll go through the spreads. I'll probably go through some keys, uh, three keys to each game of who needs to do what to win. Um, Maybe I'll do like a breakout player of the game who I think is going to be like the sleeper player of the game, something like that. Um, A lot of interesting games, though. Like again, Dallas Washington. As much as I can't stand watching Dallas on Thanksgiving Day, this game does have intrigue to it. And if you're a Giants fan, listen, you're rooting for Washington. I'm telling you now, you're rooting for Washington because you you already have that advantage. You beat Washington twice, so you need Dallas to lose to Washington. You need to beat Cincinnati. You need Philly to lose. Whether they start Wentz or be, whether they start Wentz or start Jalen Hurts, you need Philly to lose. See, see, the Giants got to run the table, in my opinion, because there's just going to be too many things that have to fall their way. So all they have to do is just keep winning, which means which means Daniel Jones got to play mistake free football. You have to stay healthy on both sides of the ball. You can't create. You have to create turnovers on defense, and you can't give up the ball on offense. If you can maintain that for the rest of the year. The New York Giants are your NFC East champs. At the end of the day, they just are. Because if you think that Andy Dalton is bringing the Cowboys to the playoffs, he's not. I don't care what he did last week against Minnesota. Minnesota blew that game for themselves. Okay? Washington football team, they're improving, but they're not winning it. So it really comes down to the Giants having to run the table. Can they do it? They can if they play mistake-free football and play with that heart and grit that they've been playing with the past few weeks. That's how they do it. That's how they do it. Um, and if you're a Giants fan, you to- you have to agree with me. You have to. And if you don't, then you, you're not really a Giants fan who believes that they can run the table then. Um... You know, you just listen, and it was unfortunate, you know, you guys lost Barkley. Yeah, listen, I like Saquon Barkley. Uh, you know, it's an unfortunate thing. He tears his ACL. And, you know, but listen, next season, you're gonna get a healthy Barkley with a much more improved Daniel Jones. And hopefully you don't have Gettleman drafting for you for you next year, for in, in the next draft coming up. And you guys actually draft well and get decent players. But you also, like the Jets, you're going to have to make some moves and bolster that offensive line. You're going to have to get some better defensive pieces in there. And again, if you want to talk about who's going to get it right first, it's going to be the Giants. It's going to be the Giants that do it. The Giants are like, the Giants are a quarter of a way there already. They got a good wide receiving core there with Slayton and Sterling. Uh, Sterling Shepard, and you know, listen, Ingram, Ingram's hit or miss. They, that guy will catch something he shouldn't catch and drops the ones he should catch. Uh, Gorman's proven that he could give you a little bit of a spark, and you're going to need that against Washington, uh, against uh, Cincinnati, and Cincinnati's defense really ain't going to be that good either. Um, but again, I've already heard Giants fans saying, oh yeah, this is a cakewalk game. Listen, 
Do not take this game lightly. Do not. I'm telling you, do not take it lightly. You guys are not in the position to take it lightly. And you can say, oh, well, you're talking about you expect a win from your team. Yeah, but I'm not taking the game lightly. I'm not going in there saying this is going to be a cakewalk with blowing the Ravens out. I'm not saying that. Do I expect the Giants to blow out the Bengals? No, the Bengals are going to give you some fight in this game. Trust me, they're going to. But it's going to be the Giants that have to put up a much bigger fight. uh, Because you got more to play for than Cincinnati does. So I wouldn't go into this thinking it's a cakewalk. Um, You know, we'll we'll get into that more in in tomorrow in tomorrow morning's podcast whenever I decide to wake up because I'm gonna sleep in for once and sleeping in for me now is like eight o'clock in the morning. Uh, You know, listen. If if you're somebody young that listens to this, don't get old. Try to stay young as long as you possibly can. I'm telling you, getting old sucks. Um, I'm gonna go now. Uh, I got a couple of things to take care of. Uh, so I'll go through the spreads with you guys tomorrow. I'll, I'll give you my picks. And uh, till then, to even all the haters, stay safe, mask up, enjoy your Thanksgiving. Well, Thanksgiving's tomorrow. Until then, you know what it is, Fan in the Van podcast, out on all major platforms, videos up on YouTube. Till then, peace.